0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Neffling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The purpose of this podcast is to empower you by sharing guests and topics that will help you grow your business to the next level, as well as your life. Today, my guest is Daniel Blue. Let me tell you a little bit about Daniel. Daniel went from having a daughter at 19 years old to becoming addicted to oxycodone and becoming a college dropouts, then owning a seven-figure business. That business is called Quest Education. He's also a Forbes financial contributor. His passion is helping entrepreneurs through uh, to touch more money. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? He's here to say that people can learn how to make money tax-free, pay off debt, get capital to grow their businesses, and have more control over their 401ks and IRAs. Our title today is just going to be Mindsets. Please welcome Daniel Blue.
2: Vicki, thank you so much for the lovely introduction and uh, very grateful to be here today.
1: Yes, you know and I'm glad you you shared that roller coaster of a life that you had because I think a lot of times people think whenever somebody's doing well that everything came easy to them and and life was always wonderful and joyous and and that's just not the case and so it's great that you have a a backstory to um give hope to others that they can overcome and, and learn from those uh challenges to become stronger and better so thank you for allowing me to share that i always start with a simple question Tell everybody where you come from. Where's your home?
2: Yeah, so I grew up in Oceanside, California. It's near oh, San Diego. Love been, Oceanside. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a beautiful place. And I've been in Las Vegas since 2009.
1: Oh, okay. <clears throat> you have opted for the really hot weather.
2: <laughs> yeah, what's crazy is I ended up here just because of my journey. And mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier being addicted to Oxycontin. Oh. I'm 18, 19 years old. So I'm taking everyone back to 2007, 2008. Yeah. And I'm heavily addicted to this pill. And this pill for the audience that isn't watching, this pill is just so small. It's like half the size of a Skittle. It's very small. Mm. And it costs $60. And that one pill would last me maybe a half a day, maybe a day if I'm lucky. And I'm going through one or two every single day. So you do the math, right? $60 a pill, one or two a day. I'm spending a lot of money and I'm 18, 19 years old and Oxycontin is essentially heroin in the form of a pill, right? So it's highly addictive. And I tried Vicky to get clean from this drug many times and I kept falling back into the same trap. And I just kept relapsing. Mm. And a big reason why I kept relapsing is I didn't change my circle of, of, influence. I didn't change who I was surrounding myself with. So it was just really easy to be clean for yeah. two, three days a week. And then all of a sudden I run into that person or yeah. I get a call from that person. So I just kept falling back into that same hole. So what really helped me finally break free from this and get clean once and for all is changing my environment. And Mm -hmm. I ended up moving from Utah at the time that's where I was living to Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm
1: -hmm. And I had
2: an opportunity to work in Las Vegas. And I knew if I moved somewhere where I didn't know anyone for the most part, and I can get a new phone number, a new start, just really changed my environment that I had a really good shot. At getting clean and staying clean. And that has been the case since 2009. So I think for people out there that are in a little funk or, you know, maybe they know they need to make a change and they don't really know what to do Mm -hmm. and they're just not content. They're not happy with their life. One way to really shake things up is to move. And I know it's easier said than done. I'm not saying just move cities. It's the one all be all end all solution and you should do it. Everyone's situation is different, but you know, I think we all can agree that our environment is what shapes us. And that's a big part of our mindset.
1: Yeah. Just as you were talking, a bunch of potential questions I had go through my mind and maybe the audience did too. So some people that get addicted to that drug it's because of they had an injury, uh, you know, a sports or whatever, and they took it for pain, but then, but it sounds like that wasn't the case for you, that it was that circle of influence that you had that said, Hey, you should try this. It would make you feel better. Kind of thing. Is that accurate description?
2: Yeah. So for me, it it had nothing to do with that. So I think a big reason why people end up getting addicted to alcohol pills, Whatever their vice is, I think a big reason that happens is because they're masking something, they're they're hiding Mm. from something, they're running from something, they have trauma that they haven't dealt with. For me, that trauma, that kind of darkness that I didn't shine a light on was the, the partner, the, the breakup of my dad. So mm-hmm. my mom and dad got divorced when I was 12.
0: wow I grew up
2: in a middle-class, not rich, not poor. And I just had a great parent, super blessed. And when I was told my parents got divorced, Vicky, and what happened is my dad moved to Mexico. And when he moved to Mexico, he never came back. And that broke my heart because mm-hmm. not only did he leave and not come back, but he never explained why he left and why mm-hmm. he never came back. So as a 12, 13 year old boy that was really close with his dad, you can imagine just a lot of questions and a lot of hurt and a lot of anger and a lot of resentment. So that led me down a path where Start making bad choices in middle school and high school and just hanging out with the wrong crowds and drinking and smoking weed and Mm. just being a knucklehead and and bless my mom's heart because she's working full-time she's a single mom she doesn't have any help financially for my father no physical help so she's just working her tail off she's a social worker at the time picking up overtime shifts leaving me with a whole lot of unsupervised Uh, Mm -hmm. time which left me roaming the street streets and just doing some some silly things right Mm -hmm. so fast forward to 17 18 years old I still hadn't cope with that adversity I still hadn't dealt with my issues so Mm -hmm. I immediately start you know drifting into a further um, kind of spiral and Mm -hmm. I use drugs I use Oxycontin as a way to kind of mask my pain So that's how I ended up getting into that trap. I didn't hurt my back or anything like that. I just was uh, was a knucklehead.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I I think that that happens a lot. It's um, the second question I was going to have ask you is that, did you get help? Did you get anybody to talk to? Because, you know, mine said, if we left it alone and we're in that funk, if we're in that depression, it just starts to grow, you know. And hard to get yeah.
2: out. Yeah. So, so one, I'm super close with my mom. I know my mom definitely tried to help me as much as she could.
1: Mm-hmm. However,
2: she lived in California at the time. I'm in Utah. We're thousands uh, of miles away. Wow. Right. So there was kind of that distance factor. But really, I think what you have to find in your life, Vicki, is God will give you a certain mm-hmm. opportunity that is an opportunity you don't get too often that you can either look as a blessing or as a curse right. and you can use that moment in time to really reflect on your life and that's going to be a defining moment. We all have a defining moment in our life and it's up to us to seize that moment and make something of it. And when you look back at your life that defining moment's either going to make you or it's going to break you. Mm-hmm. And for me that defining moment is when I had my daughter 18 years old, I get the news that my daughter's mom is, is pregnant. And at that time, when I heard that news, it's like the last thing I wanted to hear. I'm 18 years old. Yeah. I wasn't planning on having a child and I'm addicted to drugs at this time. And that just wasn't something I wanted to really be a part of or, or, you know, hear about. Right. So kind of just swept that under the rug, but when push came to shove and it was time to show up and be a dad, I remember holding my daughter in my arms and I remember looking at her and just realizing how great this gift from God is where that's, that's my blood. I'm looking Mm -hmm. at her and I'm thinking that's my blood and her blood. And this role of me being a father is just so special because there's only one father that my daughter has out of the whole world. I'm the only one that was chosen Mm -hmm. to be her father. Like that is super, super special. And I just remember thinking about those emotions and then immediately thinking about my dad and thinking, you know, my dad was a knucklehead. He made bad choices, but he, sh- I'm sure he feels the same way that I do right now. And I just flipped the script, Vicki, because I think part of mindset is you either choose to look at your moments of adversity, your moments of struggle, where a lot of it you can't control, right? It's like the weather you can't control if it's (laughs) storming outside or if it's 110 degrees outside, I can control my, my parents got divorced. I couldn't control if my dad abandoned me and moved to a completely different country. I'm 12 years old. That's not on my control, right? Mm -hmm. So there's things that you can't control. And, but what happens, what you can control is how, you attach an emotion behind that event. And I chose to attach emotions of being a victim. Poor mm. me. Why did my dad leave? How come I grew up without a dad? How come my friends had a dad and I didn't? So I, th- I thought about all the bad things that came from it, which led to me having a negative meaning to my dad. But then when I had my daughter, it just flipped Vicky, because yeah. now I'm thinking, you know what? I'm grateful that I even had a dad. until i was 12 years old because he was an awesome dad and he really was i mean he took me to soccer games like he was awesome and i'm just grateful that i had him for some of the time and i'm actually grateful that he left the way he did because it allowed my mom and i to get closer it taught me a lot about growing up quicker and Mm -hmm. i just got a lot more life experience younger in life because i had that void so i wouldn't change any of that and if you think about your darkest times your defining moments that were really, really painful. I'm sure right now, if you're at a point like I am with how you view that event, you're probably grateful that it happened because that defined you, that gave you character, that gave you strength and that gave you experiences and wisdom. If you aren't there, I implore you to find a way to extract a lesson, to extract some type of gratitude from it because when you do, you're able to find some peace.
1: Yeah, and I would think that... You know, every day that that you're helping to raise your daughter, you're thinking of, okay, this is what I had and it was good and I want to do that. And this is what I had that wasn't so good and I want to not do that. And and that kind of helps frame where you're, you know, how you how you're gonna do, how you're gonna be the dad, how you're gonna show up.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, we can agree that our parents aren't perfect and there's things that we look back in our childhood where it's, yeah, that was great. That was, I I like how you did that mom, dad, that was a great move. I'm going to do that with my children. And there's probably Mm -hmm. a few things where you're like, yeah, probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't do that. Right. (laughs) But and they would probably say the same thing. I messed up. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. what we have to do is to own it. No one's perfect. We have to Mm -hmm. just learn from our mistakes.
1: Yeah. There's no manual. There is Um, no manual. Um, before I go on to the next question, I wonder: Have you reconnected with your dad?
2: Yeah. So, uh, for those who have relatives across the uh, the world, you use what's called WhatsApp to connect <laughs> with
1: them. So, yeah,
2: yeah I have a, an open thread with him, and and we talk pretty consistently. So I don't see him very often because just of the the distance and whatnot. I saw him this year once. I usually see him maybe once every other year, once every year. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I had my daughter, I reconnected with him and I just said, Hey, i I forgive you. You made mistakes. It is what it is. I'm grateful. I had you when I had you and let's just move on.
1: Awesome. So the, your mindset as you matured, as you've grown and, and years have gone by, how have you continued to, um, adjust and, and to grow into a positive, individual that you are today
2: i think the most important thing that you can do is just be really really intentional on okay. what you put in your body what you put in your mind because you think about when i was telling the story of 2008 2009 when i'm addicted to oxycon i just hung around a lot of other people that were losers right that were chasing that high that were spending more money than they were making, that were hurting other people, that had a limited mindset, that didn't have an abundance mindset. They weren't chasing a greater versions of, the, of yeah. themselves, right? They weren't family-oriented people to the core, right? So. I think that's the main thing that you can do is your, your mindset essentially is, is like a flower, right? It's like a tree. How how are you watering that, that tree? How are you nurturing it? So I don't think there's just one answer to your question because it's a, it's a culmination of a lot of things, right? It's, you know, your, your friends and your family and the people that you allow in your inner circle, who influences you, it's, it's picking up your phone and what are you consuming on social media? Are you watching the news are you reading books? Are you listening to podcasts? Mm. Are you into self-development programs? Are you into a coaching program? Are you meditating? Are you doing any kind of exercise? Are you getting sunlight? What's your diet look like? Are you yeah. sleeping enough? Right. It's all of those things. And all it takes is one of the one or two of those things to be off. Mm-hmm. And your whole mindset, your whole perspective, your whole mentality can can shift in, in the best way or the worst way. Yeah
1: and i think that's important to remember that life is a roller coaster and and for any of us you could have good times and then there are going to be times where it is off balance and how do you handle that will determine you know how quickly you can get back on the upswing of that roller coaster ride right
2: yeah i think it's really important to remember this right now there's a lot of buzzwords on social media in regards to on the other side of pain, is success, embrace doing the hard things, go through adversity because adversity is a gift, right? Struggle and going through hard times is gonna make you better, right? So, and I agree with all of that. However, what you're going through, what you just said is very important. If you're going through a really hard time, is it because it's just a season? And it's just one of those things where you don't have a whole lot of control over that event, but you just have control over how you handle that event. Or is it one of those things where you keep making the same mistakes over and over and over Mm -hmm. what you did last month, what you did three months ago, or what you did not do is now catching up with you Mm -hmm. and you're paying for it. Don't, don't get it twisted. Don't think Mm -hmm. just because you're going through hard times, you're going to get better you're not going to get better if you keep making knucklehead choices and you keep doing things that you shouldn't be doing or things that you should be doing you aren't doing. It's really important to distinguish the two because a lot of people end up just being in the same position over and over. Mm -hmm. They're always having a bad day. They always have something going on. We all know those people that have Mm -hmm. a lot of drama. There's always something wrong and a lot of that has to do with what they did yesterday what they mm-hmm. did 6 months ago what happened last year is catching up with them
1: yeah and are you surrounding in your inner circle those with those kind of people that are keeping you from being your best you
2: very important that you know how to you know how and when to cut people out of your life it's it's mm-hmm. okay to cut out that person that you went to school with it's it's okay to not have that much contact with a family member i'm not saying be this person on a pedestal that mm-hmm. looks down on people right what i am saying is you you have to remember that you only have so much energy
1: mm. and
2: if you're allowing people to take a lot of your energy then your cup is is losing it's it's what's in it right and it's hard yeah. for you to pour into other people pour into yourself so you know, as I've gotten older, I've just been very cognizant of who is in my life and who mm-hmm. I'm allowing to influence me and, and, you know, who I'm spending my time with. And there's times where I just don't spend time with a certain person just because we just have a, uh, we're a different place in our lives, just different mm-hmm. energy levels.
1: So kind of switching a little bit of, of the gears here. We, you know, I talk about confidence and leadership, but I, I think there's a misconception about this, but in your opinion, are there natural born leaders or are leaders made?
2: I believe leaders are made. I believe, I don't really believe in the whole kind of one-liners of people are built different or I'm different than you. To me, we we all come out with limited beliefs. We all have a lack of confidence. We all have fear. We all have doubt. And what happens is as we get older, especially our childhood really shapes who we are. And <laughs> then sure. as we get older, we can either pick up some of those habits as a kid and what we learned as a child, or we can learn what is right and what is wrong and keep developing. So 100%, I, I believe it's, it's the environment that really changes um, who you are and uh, can give you an opportunity to become a better leader, but then it's like anything, it's a skill set, right? It's,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I didn't do videos or podcasts before, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's 2022. I've probably been on over 100 podcasts. Yeah. I have my own podcast with almost 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. I can speak on stage, I've got my own book, I can speak comfortably in front of people, but that wasn't me three, four years ago, yeah. I was stuttering, I would lose track of what I was saying, I didn't like it. So to me, it's it's a muscle leadership is a muscle is, that has yes, to be worked on. That's
1: right. Absolutely. And you made a really good point that I wanted to stress is the fact that, you know, our childhood does frame, it is so important. And so for all the audience that has children out there, and they're, in deep pursuit of, of being the best and, and striving for great things and spending all their time on their goals, you need to remember your children, right? And, um, and the, the strong mindset that you have developed, they need to see you to be able to um, learn from that example. So um, how do you, with your daughter, try to ensure that she's getting that strong mindset that you developed over time.
2: And the big thing that I focus on, Vicky, you're catching me at a time where things have changed drastically. She's 13 year old <laughs> girl, right? So she thinks she's 18 and has all the answers <laughs> in the world. It yes. like one day it was dad play with me. Let's watch frozen. And now it's I want nothing to do with you unless you're going to take me to the mall with my friends, or can you buy this on Amazon for me? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where I give her space. However, I still show up in her life, right? We have date night throughout the week. Once a week, we try to go out and and grab dinner together and I get one-on-one time with her. I take her to school. She just started playing volleyball. So it actually made me smile the other day when I registered her for volleyball, her actually was, she was the one that volunteered. She wanted to register, and then she saw on the the website there was a section where I could volunteer as like an assistant coach or a, head, a team manager. She's like, "Dad, can you do that?" I was like, "Yeah, of course." And I've never played volleyball, so but I'll figure it out, right? So the sure. fact that she wanted that, right? You know, that, that was a big one for for me. So, but where I'm going with all of this is, I think with with our children, it's really important that you give them their space, but then also. They have to trust you. They have to be able to come to you, mm-hmm. and it's really hard during 2022 when you have social media and all of this information that's thrown at them. And these kids yeah. have just grown up so quick, right? So I'm 33 years old. I remember what it was like when I was in eighth grade, right? she's in eighth grade too, so I'm no dummy. So I, I try to relate to her and help her see some of the mistakes that I did and all that kind of fun stuff, but where I'm ultimately going with this is if there's one thing that I can make sure that my daughter remembers, if I were to die is you have to be able to do things that, you know, you should do, even though you don't want to do them. Yeah. So commitment is really important. And I want her to see through my actions, through me running a company, through my fitness through me being with with my wife for the last 10 years that commitment isn't easy it's not always rainbows and sunshine <laughs> and every day you're feel like doing the things that you need you know you need to do right you feel motivated right motivation disappears right but driving commitment and discipline that's, that's what you need to mm-hmm. actually have sustainable success. So that's really why I want her to focus on is, you know, just knowing what commitment is and how important it is to, to follow through with the things that you say you're going to do, even though you don't feel like doing them.
1: Yeah. And as a mom of two over 30 year olds, um, I will tell you that if you keep doing this, keep being present for her. And when she does want to hang with you, when she does want to in her life, um, when she is in her thirties, she will be your best friend.
2: You know, that's, uh, I, I feel confident about that. Some, mm-hmm. some days I'm like, she wants nothing to do with me, but she's 13 years old, hormones, eighth grade, all the fun stuff, right? You so,
1: embarrass her probably uh, from time uh, to time, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yep.
1: <laughs> but trust me, my daughters adore their dad. So Love you gotta... it. give me hope. Mm-hmm. So can you eliminate those limiting beliefs that you talked about earlier?
2: No. And I think people need to hear this and or they kind of just forget about it. It's really easy to pull up your phone and see people you look up to, Mm -hmm. your your family, your friends, people you follow on social media, and and they just bought a new car. Their business is crushing it. They're traveling. They're doing all these great things. And you start comparing yourself and you start thinking that you don't deserve success or you're just so far behind. And these people don't have limiting beliefs. Every single person that I've encountered, and I'm talking people that are way more successful than Mm -hmm. me, right? Eight, nine figure businesses, you know, millionaires, they all have limiting beliefs and the best of the best have doubt. But what I have found personally, how I can silence my limiting beliefs, because you can't eliminate them, but what you can do is you can silence them. Mm-hmm. And how I have been able to do that, what works for me is when I say I'm going to do something and I make a commitment, a promise to myself, and then I follow through with that commitment, I automatically build equity within myself. Yeah. It's almost like my brain is thinking, Okay. Mr. Daniel blue, I can trust you. I believe in you. Mm
1: -hmm. So then
2: the next day, when I say I'm going to do something and I actually do it again, it just keeps going up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be this massive commitment, this massive goal. It can be something as simple as you say that you're going to read 10 pages tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Great. You do it. Awesome. You say you're going to go stretch for 20 minutes or go on a 20 minute walk or go to the gym, right? Whatever it is, if you start following through with the commitments you make to yourself, you're going to notice a big difference in your self-worth and how you respect yourself, which is going to translate into your confidence because the opposite is true. Mm -hmm. When you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, you feel like crap. You feel guilty. Mm -hmm. It's hard to look at yourself in the mirror and say, yeah, I'm a winner, but if you, follow through with your commitments. it's a lot easier to look in the mirror and say, I'm a winner.
1: Yeah. When you keep those agreements, the rewards are the self-esteem, the self-confidence, the self-respect. Awesome. So why do you, uh, what do you wish you knew when you were younger? Hmm. I would say...
2: I'm really thinking about that question. It's been a while. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. <laughs> I would say, I wish I would have known that you can't trust everyone. And what I'm saying is it's, there's good people out there, right? There's people that have great intentions and want to truly help people. Mm-hmm. There's also people that have hidden agendas yeah. and it's really easy Especially when you're in business, right? I've got 13 employees. We've got over a thousand clients in all 50 states. You know, I'm a small business owner, right? With a lot of people in the picture, right? So, it's really easy when you start building your business, especially if you're somebody that likes people, right? I I like I like the company of people. I like talking to people, learning mm-hmm. about people, and working with people. Yeah, you you trust people, and you just shake their hand, and you believe that their intentions are pure yeah, and right. Yeah, right because that's your intentions are pure. You, you want to help people, right? So, but not everyone is like that. So in business, it's really important that you protect your empire. You protect what you've built, your brand, your clients. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why you need to make sure everything is in writing. And you know, I've been burned before where I've had a verbal agreement. I've had a handshake and it's come back to bite me in the butt. You know, so I wish when I was younger that I would have learned more about trust, but veri- verify, trust yeah. but verify, <laughs> and just so make true. sure that everything is in writing.
1: Mm.
2: Everything that you have is in agreement mm. that way. There is no games that can be played.
1: Good advice. So it's time for rapid fire. This is just where I give five questions to you and just answer whatever comes to the top of your mind. We didn't really talk a lot about uh, your business. I wanted to, again, talk about mindset. But give us the top two tips for making money tax-free.
2: Yeah, so I would say, number one, there's what's called a Roth IRA. So mm-hmm. Roth just means the money you put into an IRA or 401k, you pay taxes on that contribution. So let's just say you put 5000 in a Roth IRA. You're going to pay taxes on that 5000. It's taxable income. However, if that 5000 grows to 20000 over a period of time, that 5000 is now 100% tax-free. That, that's what the power of a Roth can do. Mm-hmm. Now, Roth is not a retirement account. Roth is just how that account is treated. So, the most popular Roth type of account is a Roth IRA, right? So, the other way to really increase your ability to make money tax-free is what's called a solo 401k, where you can contribute up to $61,000 per year Mm. into a Roth solo 401k. And you compare that to a Roth IRA, you can only contribute up to 6,500 per year. Mm. So a solo 401k is a plan that is specifically designed by the IRS for entrepreneurs. It's the plan that we help a lot of our clients out with, it's the plan that I talk a lot about in my content, the book that I wrote. So mm-hmm. those are the two ways that you can make money tax-free.
1: That's a great advice. So one that we all need to hear is advice for paying off debt.
2: Yeah. So let's take someone that has high interest rate credit card debt, for example. Maybe you've got $20,000 in high interest rate credit card debt. And you've got this 401k or this IRA, this retirement account floating around. That you're not too happy with the results. And I think right now, a lot of people aren't too fond of what's happening with their retirement account right now. Stock market is not doing the best. A lot of people are not happy with their retirement accounts. right? So one thing that people don't know is with their retirement account, there's a way for them to access that money penalty and tax-free. And one thing that the IRS allows people to do with the solo 401k is taking their 401k with their old job or their IRA and converting it into a solo 401k. And then from the solo 401k, they can actually pull money out penalty and tax-free and use that money to pay off their $20,000 credit card Mm -hmm. debt in one shot. So now they're not paying any more money to the banks. They're debt-free off of the credit card debt. There's no more interest that they're losing. Mm -hmm. And now they're just paying back their retirement account. So essentially they're their own bank.
1: Yeah. So talk to us about growing capital.
2: Well, growing capital, I see that a couple of different ways is you can contribute into a retirement account. We talked Mm -hmm. about a Roth Mm -hmm. IRA or a Roth solo 401k, adding new money into the plan. Uh, Another way that I see it is, I talked about the solo 401k being a tool that you can use to access the money penalty and tax-free to pay off high interest rate credit card debt. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, the customers that, that we've helped over the years, Vicki, we show them how they can use the money in their solo 401k to fund their business. So, you know, maybe you're looking to start a business, you have a business and you just need some capital to really mm-hmm. take it to the next level. Well, did you know that you can actually use the money in your retirement account penalty and tax-free to fund your business?
1: great news and I think we've already covered this but how has your confidence grown over the past three years? (laughs) Challenging past three years right?
2: Yeah so I'm I'm in a season right now uh, Vicki where it's a lot of growing pains you know my business is four years old right so Mm. you know there's COVID that kind of shook us we we're used to all being in the office, seeing each other, all 13 of us to now where we were remote for a period of time and now we're hybrid, right? So just kind of getting past that. Then there were some things that happened in the retirement account world during COVID that mm-hmm. kind of made things a little bit more difficult for us. So it's just been kind of every year, there's just been a wrench or two that's just thrown in the picture and that's, that's business, right? Yeah, people, people talk about right. business, how business is going to give you time freedom and you can go to Hawaii and be on the beach. <laughs> and life is great. And you can buy a new car and, 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 you know, you can talk about it on social media and you can put that you're a business owner in your social media profile, but no one really talks about there's times in business where you don't get paid yeah. because your employees have to get paid. Your okay. vendors have to get paid and you're the last one to get paid. And sometimes, you don't get paid because just cash flows tight. That's happened over the years. Yeah. Right there, there's times where you have to take money from your personal account to fund the business because mm-hmm. it just calls for that. Right? right there's times where you are the therapist. Right you have people within your team, people you work with that are coming to you because you know someone in their family just died mm-hmm. or just something in their life. Right and they go to you because you know you're their leader. So mm-hmm. you are having to be a lot of everything, right? You're dealing with your own problems, your own issues, your own challenges. And then you've got people that rely on you Mm -hmm. that have their own challenges and and you've got to be that leader for them. So I think one thing that's really helped me over the years, Vicki, as I go through seasons that are tougher than others is just reminding myself that I didn't come this far to come this far. Yeah.
1: That's great. I think that's for me is, is where, you know, you have those nightly gratitude sessions just to remember, you know, just for the little things, just be thankful. Amen. So what is the next big thing on your journey?
2: I think for us, it's really empowering people within the company. It's taking people up within the company. It's been, um, I've been the owner, operator, sole owner of this company for the last four years. Everything has been on my back. And now we're at a time where we're we're growing more. People are stepping up more where I'm able to start delegating more responsibilities where I don't have to have my hands in everything. I don't have to be involved in every single day-to-day operation. I don't have to be involved in this department of the business because I've got a manager that's given some additional responsibilities and some additional compensation, right? So I would rather own, take a step back. I would rather not have a business where I own 100% of it and it's just okay versus I would rather own a business where I own less than 100%, but that business is way more successful Mm. than the other businesses that I own 100%. So just at a point in my life where I would rather share with other people. That's going to allow all of us to grow more. Yeah. Which importantly, is is the company.
1: And and that is true. I mean, for most of us, that's what we're here for. You know, we're here to help people and help them grow and and be more confident. And if you do everything, you're not helping them. You're not you're not allowing them to grow. So. Yep. Amen. Okay, it is time now for me to warn those that are listening in that I'm going to share contact information. So if you are listening in, grab that pencil and paper. So his website is danielblue.me. Again, that's danielblue.me. He's on Facebook and he is on Instagram. You can search for his name. Please do reach out, check out his website. Again, we we just barely touched in the rapid fire about the things that he can help you with from his business perspective and And he gave a a great amount of tips today on that. But as entrepreneurs, we all need help from the finances and the taxes and all that. So check it out, check out his business, but also take to heart the things that we discussed today related to your mindset. And is your mindset where it needs to be so that you can grow as an individual, as a business, as a um, father, as a mother? as a friend. So thank you so much for giving us some great tips, wonderful backstory to um, help us understand where you were, where you came from and and how um, you have grown over the years to get to where you're gonna go. And I always end with this um, to remind everybody that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Netling signing off.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Netling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself.